there. So I, you may have seen, launched another podcast called Unconventional with Amy Guth. And that one is really just focusing on having conversations with people that have made unconventional choices and what's been challenging to them about that, what's been the benefit of that. And I'm drawn to that because I'm so fascinated with challenging narratives. And because I would say the best things I've ever done in my life were, were times I said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to just do my own thing. I'm going to do this my own way. This conventional way doesn't feel right. I want to do this thing, but I'm going to do it my own way. So I've launched that podcast and it's going great and uh, I'm very excited. But but I'm keeping this podcast. This is the Amy Guth podcast. And, and this is, to me, this is kind of the hub where all the different things land, right? So there's a lot of different stuff. But I also decided, I think because I finally got around to watching One Mississippi with Tig Notaro, who is amazing. I was really quite charmed in that show of the storytelling element on the radio, this broadcast storytelling piece, kind of the, like the, the opening monologues that I used to do when I hosted the Saturday Night Special at WGN Radio. Some of those I, I want to recycle, but in the mix of that, I also want to use this space to share some creative nonfiction and some of the essays that I've written over the years because I have a shitload of them. Yeah, why not put them in podcast form? I kind of love that. So I'm, I'm taking a page out of the Tig Notaro One Mississippi playbook, and uh, I'm doing just that. So this first piece that I want to share, I wrote this for Witty Women, which is a thing that I do every year. I've done this, I mean, we're on either 15 or 16. We've skipped a couple because of pandemic stuff, but it's this group and we go to a wonderful bookstore called The Bookseller in the Lincoln Square neighborhood of Chicago on the north side. And it's really amazing. And the owner of that store is a dear friend and, and a lovely person. And we just read some funny piece of writing that we wrote just for that night. And it usually gets very raunchy and it's a really fun night. I want to share this one in particular. This one I wrote for 2020 as we're all settling into pandemic times. So here's what I wrote. So every year for this event, I sit down to write something. And I think back over recent events and think back about what funny little adventure I might share. And I try to add in something passing for wisdom about what that experience taught me, or I share some moments in which I did some kind of dumb crap and share it so that all of you may laugh and enjoy because gallows humor is, you know, kind of my thing. But this year, 2020, lessons, insight, like outside of becoming a sweatpants aficionado now that all of our wardrobes have been turned into the fashion equivalent of the mullet, business up top for Zoom, sweatpants down below, other than that, I kind of got nothing. Because listen, what I have been doing since March is sitting in my apartment, broadcasting from my apartment, covering the election from my apartment, working with clients over Zoom from my apartment, writing, cooking, wearing aforementioned sweatpants, sitting on my balcony when weather permits, and that's all I got. But to be fair, little joys and adventures have found their way to me despite my not going out to seek them, despite my actively trying to avoid them, in fact. For example, I mentioned broadcasting from home. So imagine my delight when I was not only doing my regular daily news show from home, but also got some extra voiceover work. Quite a lot, in fact. Done and done. The equipment's right there. I'll record it, edit it, send it off. No problem. So the first round was to be this sultry voice for an ad for a men's, let's say, below-the-belt grooming product. It's an electric razor tool by which gents trim thine hedges. So, okay, whatever. That's fine. Let's do this. But here's where I need to mention that my building is a lovely rehab of a 1906 walk-up. And it's been wonderfully redone, and I live on the top floor, and I've lived here a very long time, and I really love it. But the walls are very thin. 
I used to hear a lot of things from the people across the hall because they fought all the time. But the new people that moved in, I don't really hear much from them. But I do know what kind of music my downstairs neighbor likes. I know what she watches on TV. And I'm sure she knows that and more about me. It's not that she's loud. It's just the building. So that being said, when I tore into this voiceover script, I put on my headphones and I powered up the mic and I brought the lower registers of my voice to the mat to purr. Hey guys, this, and I you know, won't say the product by name, but you can probably figure it out. This is the right tool for your family jewels. Everyone knows, okay, mind you, this is an actual line from the script. Everyone knows the tree stands taller when the shrubs are neatly trimmed. Imagine my downstairs neighbor hearing that. So I tried to time my recording sessions around hearing her leave for an errand as best as I could. But eventually the client needed a quick turnaround ad and I had to purr my purr about ball hair at midnight and ship it to the client ASAP. But the late hour and feeling like I needed to whisper kind of worked to my advantage. So I was all like, hey guys. And it was a hit. And success begat success, so more scripts came in, which meant more of my poor neighbor, no doubt, hearing me talking about men's grooming needs at all hours. But you know what? A girl's got to do what she's got to do. It's a pandemic. I am a professional. And this is what we're doing. So the voiceovers continued. More of these and some new clients, too. One was a casino in Vegas who wanted my voice to convey big, exciting wins in beautiful Las Vegas and wanted me to promote the big fights and all that. So in a given day, I would go from the daily news broadcast reporting to purring about a hedge trimmer to shouting about your next trip to Vegas and which boxer would punch whom the hardest. And then as the election heated up, my news broadcasts followed suit and I texted my neighbor downstairs and I begged her understanding and I sympathized that it really must be terrible to live below a broadcaster and a voiceover person, much less one during an election this bananas. Her response? Oh, I didn't know you were in broadcast. I knew you were a writer, but I I didn't know about the broadcasting. So, okay, this poor woman thought, I don't even know what about the strange-ass things that she was hearing at all hours from my apartment. God love her for not calling the cops on me at some point or coming up here and punching me square in the fucking face. But the mind absolutely boggles to imagine what she might have been thinking about what in the holy hell must have been going on up here with crap like, earlier today, President Trump signed an executive order and spoke from the West Wing, blah, 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 S&P 500, blah, blah, followed by, hey guys, then followed by, you won't want to miss the fight of the ages live from Las Vegas, all like in the span of one hour. But then there are the neighbors across the hall who I know a little better and who are really cool and bless their hearts, have had me as an unwittingly bad neighbor in ways a little more beyond my control. People's Exhibit A. So late one afternoon, I was out and about running errands, and early in the evening, as I headed home, I get this text from them, like several in fact, and it was all to the tune of, hey, are you okay? Are you home? The fire department is here. What the fuck? So I call back, and I'm moving quicker towards home, thinking the place is burning to the ground, and apparently there was a carbon monoxide leak in the building because when the landlord was around to fix something, he knocked a vent return out of its place, and so carbon monoxide had been piping directly up into the top floor where I live. I assured my neighbor that I was fine and that I would be home soon, but as we were having that discussion, before my neighbor could assure the authorities that I was fine and on my way and not like dead inside the apartment, the fire department kicked my apartment door in with such force that the wood frame flew across the room. And while that was happening, the downstairs neighbor was texting me to let me know that my door was getting kicked in. 
feeling kind of deflated and frustrated after being escorted up to my apartment by the fire department and police and given paperwork to prove to my landlord that they kicked in the door and not that, say, I had done it myself. I returned to the sidewalk with the rest of my neighbors. Everyone on the lower floors eventually went back inside, but the top floor was still being aired out to safe levels. So my across-the-hall neighbor very cheerfully said from behind her mask, hey, you want a white claw? Like handing me one before I could even answer. And our masked-up, stoop-sitting session while awaiting word that the air level would not in fact kill us in our sleep was a lovely and unexpected treat. But that was not the last time the the across-the-hall neighbors would get dragged into some apartment-based drama of mine. People's Exhibit B. In 2020, even my building decided that this was the year to say fuck it. And by that I mean, there I was broadcasting from home, wrapping up whatever men's grooming ad or whatever I was voicing that day, when suddenly a huge thud hit the roof and broke a hole in my ceiling. Again, I'm on the top floor. Ain't nothing over me, much less something that sounded like maybe it was roughly the weight of a human body. You can look this next part up on Twitter because hilarity ensued for the 24 hours that followed, but eventually the landlord sent a guy all masked up to pull whatever this was from my ceiling, and it was a pipe from 1918 according to the embossing on it, which was the last time this building saw a pandemic, and this pipe had been left behind in the landlord's renovation of the building just a few years ago. And by left behind, I mean it was a steel pipe filled with concrete and left suspended from the roof above my ceiling. And it chose this, its second pandemic time, to let go of its concrete clutches and fall like a heavy steel and concrete icicle through my ceiling towards the top of my head. When this happened, I couldn't see anything but the crumbling ceiling because it didn't fall all the way through. So I texted my neighbors across the hall, hey, did you guys hear a big thud? Because something hit the building and now there's a hole in my kitchen ceiling. I followed that with a photo. The response, yeah, hole in my ceiling is kind of an understatement there. That's, uh, wait, what's on the roof right now? While awaiting the landlord, we made a short list by text that included an aircraft part, a pterodactyl, space ice, and hey, what the fuck, why not? Maybe it was a dead body because, okay, sure, why not? Whatever, let's go with that. But anyway, all of that is to say this, 2020 is really going for it. And it's not been easy being essentially grounded by the fates for the first time in decades. But you know what? Adventures can happen anyway. And when we, here's hoping, are able to look back on this time one day, maybe we will all realize that when we were sent to our rooms, just like we were instructed to do in childhood, we did think things over and maybe even reflected on our behavior in such a way that we made the so-called new normal into our desired normal. So that's the piece. Again, that's 2020, so I had no idea what was ahead, right? I didn't know there was an insurrection coming in 2021. I didn't even know how the presidential election was going to play out at that point. And it's only March of 2022, and we've already seen a lot, and who knows what awaits us in the rest of 2022. But that was early fall of 2020, and that's that's a thing I wrote. So thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. This has been the Amy Guth Show podcast. If you like this episode, please consider subscribing so you don't miss a single one and be sure and rate and share this podcast. But also you can email me, amy at amyguth.com with questions you'd like to hear answered on a future episode.